1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On the Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On the Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif. Good morning, everyone. Asif, you wanted to begin our conversation today on Vertical City, a.k.a. the condo market. You know, there's there's going to be, right now, Toronto has 60 skyscrapers, buildings that are classified as skyscrapers, and, and that means they're over 150 meters in height. And if you're, if you're looking at what's going to be happening in the near future, Toronto's going to be adding 80 more of these skyscrapers to their landscape. So vertical housing seems to be the way it's going to go. It really is, and if you consider what's been happening in the GTA uh, as a whole over the last few years, we're running out of inventory. We don't have enough supply. And vertical housing seems to be the easiest answer to increase supply. Now, this specific article from the Financial Post called Vertical City talked about Toronto proper. What about what's happening here in the region? What you're starting to see in the region itself, like if you think about Markham and what was happening in Markham 15 years ago, we didn't have a lot of condo buildings. We had maybe four or five condo buildings, a a few mid-rise apartment buildings that had for rent only. But now you're starting to see buildings get taller, even in the region. You've got two skyscrapers coming up at Warden and Seven. You've got all of these skyscrapers along Young Street, all the way up, and then also in Vaughan. If you think about what's happening with the the Transit City project, if you think about the subway coming in, people want to live there. And there's such huge demand for those buildings right now. So when we're talking about condos right here in the region, let's bring in one of the colleagues from your office, the pre-construction manager. Heather Cooper is here. Hi, Heather. Hi, Tina. Okay, so, you know, you've been talking a little bit about uh, pre-construction condos and what's been happening here in the region. What have you noticed? I've noticed a huge demand for it. Um, A quick example, I have some clients young couple, they're thinking about starting a family, they can't afford to buy a house. They just can't. And so these condos, the way they're building them now, they're family friendly. So they're able to actually get into the market. And with the transit line coming in, again, that's huge for them. And you have an, uh, you know, an example in terms of uh, in Vaughan, there was a, a condo development mm-hmm. that sold out you know, in almost record time. That's right. It was just a week or two ago where within four days it was completely sold out. And is that what's happening across the region, Asif? It really is. It's the demand, too. And one is affordability. That's playing a huge role in it right now. What can people afford? See, with the Canadian homeowner, the, the mindset is everyone wants to own a home. It's very different than our neighbors down south where they're fine with renting. Their their rents have gone way out of control. And if you think about the percentage of people buying versus percentage of people renting, it's always a lot higher in Canada. And so it's not a surprise that in our region, we're seeing a lot of younger families or younger couples or even singles that want to get into home ownership right away because the appreciation is, is so great. And you still consider condo ownership affordable? It, it really is. If you think about what you'd be spending for a detached home versus what you're spending for a condo, you're looking at a third of the price, maybe half of the price. It's also, it's not only 
affordability in terms of what they can afford, but it's how much time they can afford to spend on their property. With a condo, a lot of the maintenance is done for them. So it's a trade-off. It's a lifestyle. And that's what we're seeing a lot of people turn to condos for, is for that lifestyle. And you've talked about that a great deal, is lifestyle. Now, Heather, how are they building these? Because again, you're in charge of pre-construction and that's your focus. But how are they building these condos then to serve families? Because that small unit, maybe under 700 square feet, is not ideal for a family or a growing family. That's right. So what they're doing, they're putting in larger units. You've got a lot of them with three bedrooms. They've got the terraces. Uh, they got barbecue hookups, things like that. But they also have children's play centers within the actual building itself. They make sure that the amenities are family friendly. They're close to daycares beautiful gardens outside to uh, take the family, walk the dog, things like that. With parking spots being so expensive within the city of Toronto, you've now got zip car places where, where if you needed a car for a few hours, you could just rent it. You've got a tool room where if you needed a hammer to fix something in your place, you don't need to store your tools and everything in your condo because there's not a lot of room for it. But there's a tool, tool room that you can sign tools out and bring them up, use them, and then return That's them. That's right. This seems so logical and practical. It, it really, really does. Yeah. You know, and this is something fairly new because those older condos were not built in this built in this fashion. They weren't. And even in, in downtown Markham, if you look at these condos which are 6 or 700 square feet and you're living there and you've got uh, a dog there's a pet wash station on the main floor. So you don't even have to have room within the condo for all of this. You know, you just go downstairs, there's car wash in the garage. They've thought of everything. I think even, too, I've seen a few buildings, they cater to teenagers as well, where they have little hangouts for the older crowd, not just the younger children. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So they really, it seems like they've thought about everything. It is, and if you remember when we had Tridell on our show, they were talking about a an area in the building where teenagers can go and hang out. Because in a condo building, it's not like when they're in a house and they can just step outside and meet their friends. There's now a meeting hub for these people to get together and do their homework and, uh, you know, play games, video games. It allows them some extra space. So it's like having a rec room in your 700 square foot condo where everyone can congregate, but it's just on the main floor. But what about, you know, I know we're talking about all of these positive aspects and how wonderful this condo lifestyle is. What about, are, are, you know, are there negatives that go along with living in a condo? I suppose maintenance fees, but again, you have to take into consideration what that includes and the health of the building as well. In terms of, you know, neighbors and privacy, and what about those kinds of issues? You know, the way the condos are built now, it's almost like a cruise ship type of feel to it because you've got everything within your condo, so you don't have to go out. Some would argue that there's more safety in a condo because you've got security, you've got the the concierge and you don't have the same exposure as you do in a house where anyone can just walk up to your front door. At the same time, are there drawbacks? Sure, you have to park underground, you have to wait for elevators, depending on what floor you're on. So you're going to have that. You're going to have a, a different mix of tenants. You might have a building that has 10% uh, of the condos that are rented out. You might have a building that has 30% of the condos rented out. That plays a huge role in the actual mix in the building because you don't want it to be uh, overbearing in, in terms of renters versus owners because the owners are going to take care of the property better. And what about the role of condo associations? That's really changed as well. And as as the boards evolve, you're going to start to see them question you know, what the fees are. So I think maintenance fees previously 
they're, they're more under control in the newer buildings right now because these owners are moving from houses and they're, they're coming into condos and they're really making sure that the fees stay within a certain percentage. So they will increase, but they'll, you're, you're seeing boards spend a lot more time analyzing budgets and, and putting together timelines of when repair should be made because they're all in it for the same reason. They're all owners. And Heather, you mentioned that there are more family-style condos available now, that they're larger. With that larger space then comes a, a bigger price tag, right? So what is an average price of a, a larger condo, say two-plus bedroom? So a two-plus bedroom, if we're talking here in York Region, you're probably looking at about six fifty, seven hundred. And then you have maintenance fees on top of that, right? That's right. Okay. And is that an older condo then that has the two-plus bedroom in and around the 650 mark? Or can you get a new build uh, that is that large? You could you could still get new bills that are that large. And, you know, the other thing that to take into consideration is does the maintenance fee include utilities? Because sometimes you have condos where you're paying $1,000 or $1,100 a month, but they could include all your utilities, could be if you're paying $500 plus utilities, you're still going to be around the same range. So you really need to take into consideration what your maintenance fees include. As well as the amenities. So if you've got a pool, that's obviously it's going to raise the cost of the maintenance fees as well. 24-hour okay. security, concierge, so all of these go so into... So you pay for that, yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, and Asif, you've talked about this and we've talked about here on the show, it's about lifestyle and you really have to weigh what works for you and your family and what, you know, what your, your goals are, right? Exactly. Okay, so Heather, we're going to ask you to stick around. You're going to come back a little later on in the show for the hot listing. All right, sounds great. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. And when we come back, how the expansion of transit into York Region will help the real estate market. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's only radio real estate show, I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties. Thank you, Tina. Joining us next on the show is Richmond Hill local and regional councillor, and he's the deputy mayor too, Joe DiPaolo. Joe, welcome to the show. Uh, it's great to be here, Asif. Joe, earlier this month, the province announced that the Young North subway extension is actually happening. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, we're, we're extremely excited. Uh, it's been a long time in coming to hear this, uh, this announcement. Uh, it began back in... Uh, 1999, and York, York Region Transit was first formed. I was the counselor for the area when we uh, first planned the Richmond Hill Center Terminal. You know, and the, our regional transportation was amalgamated, and we, we built a new bus station knowing that someday this would be the future endpoint of the Young Subway. So that was 20 years ago. Last week, we, we found out that we're only eight years away from, from that being a reality. And 20 years ago, I lived just off of Young Street, and I remember the plans that were put together, and Sunny's gas station was no longer going to be, and there were going to be high-rise condos all around there. And that was a pretty exciting time. What does this mean for residents now? Well, it, it means the Richmond Hill residents are going to have a, a, a much better access to and from Toronto. Uh, currently, they, they have to tunnel through Thornhill to to get to Finch Subway Station, and, and now uh, right at right at Young and Highway Seven, they're going to be able to to get proper underground transit. And the, the new endpoint of the subway 
will actually come off of Young Street and be right about where Red Maple and Highway 7 is today. So right pretty much underneath the uh, Viva station. Adjacent to the to the GO train station, pretty pretty much where the bus terminal is now. Uh, that that the theater that's there, the Home Depot, uh, the Staples, and all, all that big box retail is 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 going to be converted. Uh, there's going to be quite a change in the area. This is going to be a, a a new downtown regional center. That's awesome. Not not only for Richmond Hill, Joe, but this is also going to affect all of the adjacent municipalities like Aurora, Newmarket, Markham. This is great news for pretty much all of York Region. The planning's been in place for a long time. The Region of York actually committing over over a billion dollars of the $5.6 billion, uh, to make it happen. So we've been planning for this a long time. At the Region, they've set aside a lot of money. But it's going to unite the cities of uh, Vaughan and Markham. Vaughan and Markham have both done a great job building up their city centers. Uh, Vaughan has a 60-story building now, and Markham's approved a 63-story building. And and now Richmond Hill in the center has an opportunity to have buildings with similar heights. Now, Joe, you mentioned that the planning for the York North subway extension actually started 20 years ago. The plan is to get it done within the next decade. Do you think it's going to be on time? Because perpetually these types of plans are delayed and over budget. Well, that's what's most exciting about the announcement that was made last week. Uh, we we had always thought that the Young Subway would have to wait for the downtown relief line to be built first, and then the Young Subway extension would be built. But uh, the announcement said that those two projects are going to happen simultaneously, and they're both projected to be finished in 2027. So eight years from now that they will actually be in operation. You know, I, I imagine it's possible that the project is a, a year too late. It was one year late in the case of the, the Vaughn subway extension, but uh, we were, we're talking within 10 years uh, that subway will, will be operational. You know, again, getting back to, we were just talking about high-rises and the, the amount of high-rise buildings coming into the actual city of Toronto, but this is great news for builders and, and also uh, a relief for supply, the supply issue that we're having with demand, and the high-rise that buildings that are coming up in Markham and Vaughan and Richmond Hill, that's going to help a lot of people move into, you know, areas like Richmond Hill and, and throughout the region. It, it really will. And as if I know you're a realtor and, you know, so many people are struggling, struggling with affordability. Um, and, and really the only answer is to increase supply. If we increase the supply of, of housing units available, uh, the, the market will you know, tend downwards and, and, uh, properties will be more affordable. And this, this opens up York region for, um, a, you know, a, a vast array of, of new housing supply, you know, in, in Richmond Hill, Markham and Vaughan, right, right across the, the southern part of the region, because, uh, now, uh, you, you're, you're going to be about a 42 minute, um, underground transit ride to right down to Union Station, the CN Tower, and Bay Street. Now, as the subway comes in, Joe, it is going to drive values in, you know, along Young Street up a bit. How do you see that? Is that going to be offset with the number of units that are going to be available for people to purchase? Well, uh, hopefully it will be. Uh, there's, there's no question uh, 
the the young the value of properties along Young Street are are now going to increase, but only because they know that there's going to be a higher density yield. So the, those properties go up in value, but uh, the units are, are the price is really dictated by um, you know the volume available versus the demand. And when does that development begin at that Richmond Hill downtown core city center? Or whatever it's going to be called. When does that start? Well, uh, it's going to it's going to take about just as long to plan and build that out as it is to build the subway up to connect to it. Uh, it'll happen in the next five to ten years. With the subway being eight years away, uh, it, we we actually have to have to get going. The town of Richmond Hill is is doing a new official plan for 2020, and that's. It's going to be a drastic change for our south end. And with all the development uh, up Bayview as well, I mean, this is going to be huge for the, the town of Richmond Hill. It, it's, there, there's so much development. There's so much supply coming in. This is going to really change the, the outlook of, of the town's financial situation or, or projections for the next 10 years. Well, well that's, that's my hope, and that's what I'm excited about. The, the town has to get some some uh, non-residential uh, property tax income to, to give some relief to the property taxpayers that are, are currently existing. We have 88% of Richmond Hill is residential, and that, that's, that's not a good split. In, in, in Vaughan, it's a 75-25 split with their residential and non-residential. So uh, the, the more corporate head offices we're able to locate in Richmond Hill, the the less of a burden that the residential taxpayer will face. So I guess once this all gets underway, you're going to be asking for uh, patience by, uh, from commuters and drivers uh, in and around that area for sure. Yeah, yeah but it won't, won't be as disruptive um, e- even as the, the Viva lines that are being built now because uh, there's so much is happening on the surface. With our, our, we have a billion-dollar investment in York Region, uh, the Highway 7 bus rapid transit, the Young Street, and and the Davis Drive and Newmarket, that, that together is a billion dollars of, of bus rapid transit that's that's happening on the surface. And, and yes, you're seeing two- and three-year delays on those routes. But uh, the technology now with building subways, uh, the, the surface route on Young Street will, will still, uh, with... With, with obviously some disruption, it, it will still flow very well while the underground work is being done. You know, Joe, over, over the years and working in the region, living in the region, the region has always been very attractive for homeowners because of safety, schooling, and even just having the one land transfer tax. Uh, people were driving in from Toronto to live in York Region because they didn't want to pay that extra land transfer tax. Now what we're seeing, the only reason that people would live downtown was because of commute times. This subway, by changing the commute times and you know minimizing them, this is great news for people to continue to move into the region and for the region to thrive. You got it, Asif. It's a really a best-of-both-worlds situation now. Um, people want to be close to Toronto, but they want all... All that York Region has to offer, what Richmond Hill offers, one of the safest communities in all of Canada. Uh, you know, you want to be close to a major international city, but you, you also want the the green space that we have with a thousand protected acres in the north end of Richmond Hill. Uh, those, those are all all things that are sought after uh, by people when they're choosing their homes. 
but now they also have the added advantage of, of, of being being able to hop on a subway station and and travel underground to to you know pretty much any anywhere in the city now that uh, the, when when all these transit improvements that are that have been announced are are in place. Thank you for chatting with us, Councillor DePaula. Now, if our listeners want more information or want to you know look into the plan, how can they do that? How can they get a hold of that? Well, uh, the the Ministry of Transportation has some, has some great information on on their website. Uh, the, the the region of York, uh, the and, and uh, Viva, there's there's great information on the plans because we've really got to a very detailed level on on what this is going to look like, and uh, you know the municipal walkways that are going to be involved, uh, where new bus routes are going to go. A lot of it's still in development, but a lot of that detailed planning is is happened or happening, and. On Viva's website, you can you can find that uh, the Ministry of Transportation, like I said, and my, my my own website. I intend to update regularly, and that's Joe DePaula RH. Awesome! Thank you very much again. Okay, well, it's a pleasure. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder: if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions. First up is Jessica from Vaughn. She recently attended a content sale and wants to know, is this a good idea before she lists her home? Is there a business which would organize this for her? Wow, we would all love that. So, Jessica, there are uh, a lot of companies out there that you could probably Google and find. Now, they could either handle the sale at your home, a content sale, an auction, or they could even sell on consignment for you. So, the best is to, you know, search it out on Google and, and find out who would give you the best deal because they would charge you a certain percentage or a flat fee. And, uh, of course, a content sale is great because what we keep telling our clients all the time is, Declutter, declutter, declutter. And if there are hidden treasures in your home that someone would love to have, that's a great way for you to be able to do it. There's also a lot of garage sales for the cure, like to raise money for breast cancer or for the hospital for sick children that you may want to participate. Give them a shout, see when those are coming up, and then you're getting rid of some of your stuff, but also helping great causes. Now, you have someone in your office who we've had on the show here that helps do this kind of thing, right? They come in, they look at your space, they help you declutter, right? And what exactly do they do? So they that's exactly what they do. do. It's, it's a company that some of our agents will hire. Uh, they're called Downsizing Divas. So they come in, they will help you take stuff out of your home and possibly sell it. Again, there's a... a flat rate involved or an hourly fee. So it depends on how much you want to spend on this. And if you can do it yourself, sometimes your neighbors will organize a garage sale altogether. There's lots of different ways to do it. Now, couldn't you, if you're planning to list your home as in this case, Jessica says she is, 
can't the real estate agent also help to organize this kind of thing? For sure. And they also provide signage for garage sales. They'll help you organize it. They'll help you set it all up and also market it. All right. Well, it's spring and it's time for garage sales. Our next question comes from Jack in Richmond Hill. They have finally decided to sell the family home after being there for almost 35 years. They plan to downsize and not take the appliances or furniture. Should he sell with these included or should he clear the house before listing? And he also has part two of his question coming up. So go ahead. Jack, first of all, from a realtor's perspective, thank you for not taking the appliances because that always causes havoc with sales. People want to go in and purchase a home with appliances. 98% of the homes that are sold out there will include appliances. So it's really good that you are thinking of leaving the appliances. It makes it really hard, especially for first-time buyers, when they're trying to purchase a home and then have to go out and spend more money on appliances. Sometimes they just don't have that. And when you're selling a home or purchasing a home that has appliances already, it's already going to be included in your mortgage. So that helps a lot of people get into homes. So leaving the appliances is a great idea. Furniture, it's always negotiable. So if you want to leave furniture, you may want to tell people they can negotiate certain prices. You may want to put, what we've seen is we've seen people put price tags on furniture. So as you walk through, you can actually see the price tag on the furniture and make a side deal for it later. Sometimes you don't want to have the furniture involved in the actual sale of the property and tied in with that. You want to do a separate side deal or you may want to have a consignment company come pick it all up and then be able to sell it for you at their place. Okay, part two of Jack's question. Where do he and his wife start their search for a reasonably priced larger condo or small bungalow? That's a tough one. Best thing to do is call a realtor and have them start the homework because sometimes there are a lot of assignment deals that you won't find on the internet. Or you, and an assignment deal is a condo that has already been purchased and is in the process of being completed. And the people that purchased it want to sell it now. And they may not be able to advertise it because of what's in their contract with the builder. You want to go to a source that has all of the information uh, for sale by owners, uh, things that are listed on the MLS, new construction projects that are coming up or near completion that may match up with your timeline. So when you go to a realtor, when you give us a call, we'll actually be able to ask you the right questions and find the right property for you. And we talked about condos a little earlier in the show, but a bungalow is probably not going to be reasonably priced, right? And, and I'm just going by, you know, what you've taught me here along the way that, you know, they take up a lot more uh, land and there are fewer of them and they're usually higher priced. Is that the case? It's supply and demand. So there's not a lot of bungalows that are around and the newer bungalows, the smaller bungalows, you can get a really nice one that a lot of the builders are mixing in bungalows or bungalows. So they have a loft level where you can have a guest room and an entertainment area. A lot of builders are building these in to their communities now because they know there's such a high demand for them. So again, it's it's a great way to you know find properties when you're talking to a realtor and letting them know what you want because if something is coming up in the pipeline, they'll be able to alert you so you can get out there first. And Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that? Best thing to do is call me at 416-985-CON. That's 416-985-5426. And just before we go, this week's hot listing and joining us once again is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. 
This week's home has tons of character. It's a beautiful detached home in the original Cornell Village in Markham. It's got three bedrooms, three bathrooms, an open concept floor plan, stainless steel appliances, California shutters. It's got a finished basement with a separate side entrance with lots of potential for an in-law suite. And best of all, it's got a double garage with two additional parking pads. You've got parking for four cars, which is very uncommon in that area. Asif, what do you think about this home? This is a great area. Of course, you know, you're right at Ninth Line Highway 7. You've got the hospital right there. So if it's someone that's, you know, working in the hospital, it's a great place to be. Great schools right around, lots of parks. All the amenities are within minutes away. You're maybe two minutes to the 407. It's a very convenient location. And there's a bus terminal coming right at the corner of 9th and 7. So lots of pluses in this area. Uh, Heather, you also mentioned finished basement with a separate entrance. That's a real draw for some buyers, right? It definitely is, especially for families that might need their mothers to move in or families are doubling up nowadays so they can afford these properties. Okay. The other thing is with the finished basement and the four parking spots, this is a great opportunity for a a younger couple to purchase this home and have someone rent their basement to subsidize some of the, the mortgage amount there. And with the four parking spots, usually you don't get that in this area or any of the newer areas. But with the four parking spots, it makes it really convenient for someone that's renting to be able to park a car. Heather, one more time, the highlights of this home and where our listeners can get more information. This home has three bedrooms, three bathrooms. It's open concept. The asking price on this one is $849,000. It's located at 6 Pringle Drive in Cornell Village. And for more information, they can contact Kara Daniels or Laura Lee Prinzen at 905-554-5522. Thanks, Heather. Thanks, Tina. Asif, that's our show for this week. A busy one. That was. That's great information there. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.